Hey, welcome to the Coach Bono's podcast from the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisor Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisor Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show. Check out our Facebook page, search Coach Bono's Show. You can also email us at coachbonoshow at gmail.com. This is episode 31. And uh, today we're just going to go in, we're going to talk a little bit about the college basketball, the weekend that's happened, a couple of little things, and then we're going to get in and out, kind of make it a short one today, focus on Final Four preview on the point five, and a couple of things we're going to be doing at that time when Ellen's back in. So just me today doing a few things here on your Sunday night. I want to jump in head first into college basketball. As we all know, if you listen to the, pre- listen to the show uh, basketball is not my number one forte. It is football and basketball. Uh, but even someone like me who's not never been a basketball player, I can watch enough basketball to see what's going on and have some pretty pretty decent opinions. Um, I didn't watch much of the stuff on uh, Thursday and Friday. I just found some of the games I did watch, I just found to be bad basketball, to be perfectly frank. Um, I really felt that what I did watch Thursday and Friday um, two teams stuck out to me, and those two teams are still in this thing, and that's Kansas and Villanova. Um, I checked out a few other games, just kind of here and there, and there was nobody where I went, wow, that's a good team. Those two really stuck out to me. And so real quick, we're going to review. We're down to our final four uh, with the two games that will happen next Saturday. Kansas, after beating Miami 76-50, to is going to be playing Villanova, who won on Saturday 50-44 to over Houston. I was really impressed with Houston early in the weekend, not impressed at all on Saturday's game and how they played, but they looked kind of flat. Uh, KU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite as the opening on that game. The other game, we've got North Carolina, who came off of a, a thrashing of St. Peter's. That game was never, never close, never... Um, even competitive at any point, uh, 69-49. And they will be playing Duke, uh, who won a nine-point game against Arkansas on Saturday night, 78-69. Now, I'm here for a couple things here. Um, we got four, I don't want to call them blue buds, because I don't know if Nova is necessarily historically a blue bud, but they are certainly one of the best teams of the past decade. And uh, Jay Wright's one hell of a coach. But I'm here for these two matchups. We got Duke and Coach K in his last weekend. This is going to be it. He's going to either have one more game or two in North Carolina. I, we couldn't ask for a better opponent for Duke, uh, especially when what happened in that last home game for Duke. So there's a lot to look at there. Will Duke, will Coach K be able to answer to what happened in that last home game? Or will Carolina put it together again as they seem to have here in the tournament? And uh, give it to Duke. Duke is a four and a half point favorite in that game. Um, I, I gotta say, um, you know, Token Girl Ellen Wingenter is on here. I want to be on the point five, and she's my college basketball expert. And she called something big time about two weeks ago. We were talking right at the beginning of the Big Twelve basketball tournament, and she said, "When Remy Martin is playing well, Kansas is going to be very hard to beat." Boy, she couldn't have pegged that any any bigger. Uh, Remy Martin was the Midwest Regional MVP. Right now, I think he's got to be most outstanding player in this tournament. And he is a huge reason why I think Kansas has got to be the favorite of these four teams. And, and 
I'm someone who, I mean, obviously I'm not a KU homer. I mean, I live here in Lawrence, but they're not my my team. But just watching those four teams play over the last few days and really the whole tournament, uh, Kansas has looked different and better than everybody else. I got to think they're going to be not just a favorite against Nova. We know they are a favorite against Nova, but I got to think they're going to be the team to beat. And uh, it's going to take a big-time effort for Villanova to beat Kansas. Um, I think that is our de facto national championship game. The winner of that game is going to win the whole thing. Um, I'm rooting for Kansas. I don't know if you know me well long enough, you know that it's going to sound kind of weird. But I've gotten to know a few of these guys who are on this team. Uh, you know, Coach Quarterback, Coach Q, has been on the podcast here. We've had him on, and we'll have him again here soon, hopefully. Hopefully celebrating the national title. And um, he's just someone who's hard to root against and someone I just want to root for. So uh, I, I'm rooting for the Jayhawks. I hope they do well here. It'll be interesting. I do think they're the favorite. I do think they're going to walk away with this thing next, next week. I think on uh, a week from – well, when you hear this on Monday, recording Sunday night – when you hear this one week from now, we'll be down on Mass Street partying that KU won a national title here in 2022. Um, I really think the big difference has been Remy Martin and him getting a back and being a healthy and really becoming a force with the offense. What he does in getting everybody involved, it, it's when he gets hot shooting, he doesn't miss, but that really isn't what it is. It's how he gets others involved. And I'm very impressed with the young man's play, his game. I've been impressed with KU here down the stretch since the Big 12 tournament. And I think they're the, I think, I think they're the favorites. So um, big ups to Kansas. And uh, I think this will be interesting to see what happens from here as uh, the Final Four goes back to my hometown, New Orleans. And uh, we'll see what happens in the Superdome. So um, it's funny, you know, KU's in this Final Four, my hometown. After some of the after the players have gotten to know me a little bit, plus we've got, you know, Coach Q on the podcast. I think the Coach Bono's podcast is a big reason why KU is where they are. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I do want to say one thing. I was, you know, I look at the KU Villanova matchup, and I saw that Villanova lost one of their guards, Justin Moore, tore his Achilles in the last minute of the game on Saturday, and my heart bleeds for a young man. Um, that's just, I mean, what bad luck. I mean, you want to see, in a tournament like this, you really want to see, especially near the end here, we want to see the best teams playing at their best. I mean, we want to see these four teams match up playing their absolute best. So where there's no doubt who was the better team on this day. And, and Nova not having Justin Moore, that's going to be a big blow to them. So, I hope he gets. I hope he gets surgery. I hope he's well. Uh, he's a junior. I hope he can come back and play another season. I'm just hopeful for the young man all around, and that's certainly something that I don't want to see any young college player go through. So, uh, uh, bad luck there for Villanova. On the Duke North Carolina game, I'm going to be rooting hard for Carolina. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I'm. I am not a Duke fan. I have never been a Duke fan. I've never been a Coach K guy. Look, he's a great coach. I'm not going to sit here and say he's the greatest college coach of all time. I just don't do greatness. I don't do GOAT. I don't do any of those arguments. I don't believe them. I think they're bullshit. But you cannot get away from someone who's great, and he has done a fantastic job his entire career at Duke. But I want North Carolina to send him home with a big loss. 
And if it's not North Carolina, God damn it, Duke or, North, or Villanova better get it done because the last thing we need to see is Coach K get, having a trophy at the end of his career in his last game. So I'm just I'm rooting against that. I just don't want to see that. We got to get it done. And North Carolina is going to be game. You know they beat Duke. They beat them. They came strong in that last home game Duke had. And Duke's going to want some revenge. I think Coach K is going to have a little something there. But I really have been impressed with Hubert Davis and what they've done here down the stretch as well. So it's going to be an incredible thing. I do want to talk about something. I am not a big, as big a fan of this tournament as most people are. Uh, I don't watch a lot of college basketball during the season. I find college basketball to be very boring. Uh, I'll be perfectly frank why. The majority of players in college basketball aren't good basketball players. There are fine players and they're good players for college. But if you get used to watching the upper level, the best players, if you're watching the players from Kansas, you're watching the players from Duke, you're watching the players that are on, you know, the, the games that we're watching, the big Monday games on ESPN, that kind of thing. When you're watching Podunk School versus Podunk School, it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel good. And I don't really care for it. I, there's a lot of a lot of bad basketball gets played. It, it may be here and there a bad passes, a bad, no rebounding, that sort of stuff. But it's just a lot of bad basketball from some teams. And we see a lot of that. We've seen a lot of sloppiness this whole damn tournament. I mean, really and truly, there's only been a few really good teams. And, of course, the big story of the tournament has been St. Peter's. The 15 seed, they upset Kentucky in the first week, in the first game, make it all the way to the Elite Eight. Um, they lose to North Carolina today, uh, Sunday as we're recording this. And uh, I was doing some reading on The Athletic. There was a great article on um, St. Peter's and uh, and their coach, Coach Holloway. And I mean, I saw the piece with Kenny Smith and um, on TBS as well and some of the pregame stuff. And I, I'm really impressed with what I've seen there. And... It is, to me, when we have these Cinderella's, it's nice for those teams. It's great for St. Peter's. I hope that the school gets something out of it. I hope these players get something out of it. Um, we know what's going to happen. The coach is going to leave. You know, this is the Shaka Smart kind of thing. You know, a few years ago at VCU, you know, he gets a, he gets a job at Texas. You know, and, you know, now we've got, you know, Shaheen Holloway. looks like he's going to be in the mix for going to Seton Hall and possibly being the head coach of Seton Hall, which is his alma mater. Um, I think it would be interesting with that, but more than anything, when we see these, it's interesting to me because it's the coach. It, it, we've seen this before. You know, a few years ago, it was Frank Martin at, you know, South Carolina, took his team to the, to the Elite Eight. I think they even made the Final Four one year. And, you know, he didn't parlay that into a new job, and now he's falling backwards. He's going to UMass now to be fired at South Carolina. But... Uh, we've seen these before, where these, these teams kind of have this Cinderella run, and then you know it strikes. Eventually, the, the clock strikes midnight on Cinderella, and yeah, that's a lot of fun. But in the end, we really had some bad basketball in this tournament. I mean, let's not get it twisted. I mean, there's been some great play from a couple of teams, but there's been some bad basketball, and I just I'm not here for that. So. Um, Again, call me whatever you want to call me. I'm sure Ellen's going to give it to me hard on the point five, but that's where I feel about it. Um, I do think that uh, my hat's off to St. Peter's and what they've done in this tournament. 
And we knew we have seen some wackiness of some of the lower-seeded teams beat some of the higher-seeded teams. But I think once you get past the top, you know, seven or eight teams, there really is a pretty huge drop-off. And I think we've seen that in this tournament. I mean, any team that was a really a four, five seed and down is no different than a 12 seed at this point. I mean, we've got in this tournament right now, left over, we've got two twos, a one, and an eight. And North Carolina being an eight is, you know, they had to beat a one to get there, but they did it. Again, that's just, we saw the, the higher, the one seeds that lost this past week. We've seen some crazy stuff happen, but really and truly, I just think that we've got a, a few well-coached teams, and I think that's one thing you'll see. If you look at the final eight, there's some really great coaches in there. And you look at even those teams like St. Peter's, Houston, who was in the final eight, Kelvin Sampson's a great coach. Uh, you know, Arkansas, who I was someone who I saw some things about Arkansas earlier in the year about their guard play. You know, there's really some things in there. It's, it's great. It's great coaching. Uh, Miami's coach brought them up, and there's no stars. I think one of the biggest problems I have is there isn't any stars in college basketball. Maybe it's because of one and done. Maybe it's because everybody's going to the NBA. I don't really know, but I do know that we're seeing a lot of things moving really quickly, and I just have not been a big fan of this tournament. So, But I am interested in the Final Four. I'm interested in the Final Four because I think it's going to be good basketball. I don't think we've had much of that so far. I uh, want to jump in on a couple of little quick things. I uh, received a couple of emails about some of my takes on Deshaun Watson. And I am not backing down on what I said about Deshaun Watson, period, point blank. I, I think that guy is really talented. I think he is a, uh, a great player. And on the field, a great player. But at the same time, I would not have made this trade if I was Cleveland. Uh, I just think this is a train wreck of a situation. And I really have a problem with what's going on off the field there. It's just my feeling. Don't have to agree with it. You can say, well, give a guy a chance. And look, I'm the king of giving someone a chance. If you know me, you'll know a lot about my background and who I've given a lot of chances to, and I'm willing to be open-minded about a lot of things, especially with young men who sometimes can be put in bad situations. But it's the brevity of how many times that I can't get past. And I'll tell you what really bothered me was this past weekend, Deshaun Watson was introduced to the media, and when he was introduced to the media, he claims, here's his quotes, I, I know these allegations are very, very serious, but I've never assaulted any women. I never disrespected any women. Deshaun, I'm going to tell you right now, there are 22 people that disagree with you. Again, I don't know what's happened, and I always say as a, as a married man, I always say, look, what happens between a man and a woman behind closed doors is between them. We don't exactly know what happens and what the dynamic is, but we're not talking about a husband-wife here. We're talking about 22 women who were massage therapists, you know, whether that's, you know, straight up massage therapy or whatever, hanky-panky, whatever. You know, I'm not here to, I don't know, and I'm not here to know. What I am here to say is that one time I can understand, and I'll give the benefit of the doubt. Two times I can say, you know what, shit happens. 22 times. You got a problem, brother. 
And I'm not down with this Deshaun Watson thing at all. And I'm going to stay that way. And I'm going to continue to be that way through this whole situation. As a New Orleans Saints fan, I'm glad my team decided to get out of this deal. They didn't do it and ended up signing Jameis Winston. I'll take that every which way, every which day of the week because I do not want that kind of person in my organization. So I'm not backing down from that. I got a couple of emails about it. And frankly, if you disagree with me, that's fine. You have every right to disagree. I just think you're you're wrong in this case. So be that as it may. Hey, I want to jump back to, um, real quick, I want to talk about our sponsor here on the Coach Bodo's podcast. It's Trunk Club. Uh, If you've heard us from the beginning, Trunk Club's been one of our great sponsors from the beginning. They're still with us here. If you go into our show notes, show notes, you'll see that I got uh, a link in there. You can save $50 if you, on your first trunk from, from Trunk Club. And I highly suggest looking at the starter trunk. If you're looking to change up your wardrobe, it's kind of the top 10 foundation pieces, the kind of things that everybody needs. Look, this is the time where you need to kind of refresh your wardrobe. We're coming out of COVID. We're coming out of the wintertime. It's a great time to refresh things and kind of give yourself something. Take advantage. Go to Trunk Club. Use the link in our show notes. Save $50 on your first trunk and do that. We really will. Uh, we'll, we, we thank you for that. Thank you for working with Trunk Club. So thank you very much on that. Hey, I want to jump on the KU thing for a second here. Um, uh, um, you know, we're here in Lawrence. This is, you know, Jayhawk you know, territory, and everyone goes crazy for the Jayhawks here. But what I really want to talk about is I'm look. actually, I'm, I've never been a Jayhawk fan. I've just never done it. It's just not been my thing. I'm not from here originally, but I'm rooting for these guys. I have gotten the opportunity over the past few months to, to meet a few of these guys. I've liked every one of them that I've met. And I've, uh, I, I'm really rooting for these guys, and I hope that everyone's enjoying uh, getting the opportunity to see what's going on and, and to see this team play. I think this is a special team, and I'm not one that really will say that about a lot of teams, but from what I've seen, I think one through the end of the bench, they're the best team in basketball, college basketball. Right? I don't think it's even close right now. And I mean, they're the best of these four teams that are left over. So um, I'll be rooting for the Jayhawks. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here in the Final Four. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to celebrate this on Mass Street with a big win. Um, if, uh, if that happens, I will actually go down. 2008, I didn't. But I, I will do it this time. And, and I'm really rooting for these guys. I've, like I said, it's a great, young, a great young batch of young men from what I've seen. And so I'm rooting for these guys hard. Uh, I think Coach Sells put together a great team. And... Uh, there should be a lot of fun last weekend of, of the season here. I want to jump in. Last thing I had, boy, I got texts, I got emails, I got tweets, I got everything. On Friday, my New Orleans Saints. Oh, Lord have mercy. My New Orleans Saints signed the football player that I hate the most. Daniel Sorensen. I feel like Stephen A. Smith in this moment. Daniel Sorensen. I've just, um, I have belittled Daniel Sorensen. I think he's a terrible football player. I think he, I have said on the Jones Report, Tyler Jones, I have said numerous times, I think he is the worst every down player 
in the history of the NFL. And somehow, some way, my New Orleans Saints thought it was a great idea to sign this guy. Now, it was a one-year contract. I haven't seen the numbers yet, but I'm going to lose my mind when I see it if it's more than the, more than the veteran minimum. But I feel like Mickey Loomis, the general manager of the Saints, signed the wrong safety from the Chiefs. It was clear that someone said, hey, go get the safety from the Chiefs, meaning Tyron Matthew. And all of a sudden, they go get Daniel Sorensen. That is the most New Orleans Saints thing of all time. I, I, I'm flabbergasted. I'm wondering right now, do I have to go and get a paper sack and go back to being the Aints? Please, God, if you're up there, you're listening to me right now. Don't let Daniel Sorensen be on this roster at the beginning of the season. Let him get cut. Just, just get him cut. Let's get him out the paint as soon as possible. Don't let him endanger my wonderful New Orleans Saints. And if he is given a long-term contract, I'm going to have to have a serious, serious consideration of becoming a free agent fan. And I've got to tell you why. I, I get pulled a couple different ways. Now, I mentioned this about the old uh, Taysom Hill thing back during the season, if you can recall, a few weeks ago, a couple, few, couple months ago, actually. I said if the Saints don't sign a, run, a quarterback, and they go, at, they go at Taysom Hill at quarterback, that I would have to look at my fandom and see what's going on because I disagreed with that move. Luckily, they signed Jameis Winston. But this is one of those where I could see me having to give some really serious consideration to, uh, I don't want to say switching teams, but definitely hitting the pause button. As I'm looking over at my, uh, you know, my college guy, my Joe Burrow, over in Cincinnati and all the things they're, they're doing right there. Um, I don't know why or how Mickey Loomis is doing things in New Orleans, but God damn it, Mickey, that's just awful. Hey, one last ad here. I know you're a Jayhawk fan. If you're listening to this podcast, you are either a Jayhawk fan elsewhere or you're here in Lawrence and you're thinking, oh, man, I got to get some gear. Hey, check out the show notes and you can get, a, you'll have the link to the KU Bookstore. The KU Bookstore has Final Four gear already in stock, ready to ship. So go to this bookstore, buy your KU gear, buy your Final Four gear at the place that gives back to KU. Don't go to Fanatics, don't go to those other stupid ass websites. Go to the one place that gives back to KU. Go to the KU Bookstore. You can go to KUBookstore.com or you can check the show notes and the link will take you right to Final Four gear for your KU Jayhawks. So congratulations to the Jayhawks and good luck in the Final Four. All right, last thing got today. I'm going to try to make this quick. We're going to get up out of here. A quick review. So for this week, Ellen and I will be previewing the Final Four this weekend. Uh, I'll also have a WrestleMania preview. You know, if you know, WrestleMania is a two-night thing on uh, Saturday and Sunday this week. And uh, we'll be doing a preview of that. I'm hoping that Hayden Fallick will be in with me to do part of that. It might just be me. We're still working out the timetables on that. So we're hoping to have that squared away. And then the following week, we're going to spend next Monday's pod uh, working on, uh, we'll do a review of the Final Four. And then we'll also do a Major League Baseball preview since opening day is up on us. It's on the 7th, so we're already there. I'll have my predictions and everything laid out by then, and we'll get all the way into it then. But, hey, my last thing is uh, WWE-related, and that is the news this week 
um, on ESPN.com. It broke uh, via Stephen, Stephen A. Smith that Triple H has announced his in-ring retirement. And it was really the first time that Triple H had spoken since what was called a cardiac event uh, back in the fall. Uh, it wasn't a heart attack, so to speak, if you heard... Uh, you know, we kind of speculated that uh, a few days ago, but uh, that's not what it was. Actually, it looks like he had some kind of a heart issue that was genetic and kind of handed down. He mentioned uh, a few generations, his grandfather and his father had some issues. And yeah, I guess we're real, we were really close to losing Triple H. Uh, he has since come out and said this week with Stephen A. Smith, and I, and I thought it was a pretty good little interview, about 15 minutes, on uh, Stephen A.'s piece on ESPN+. Plus that uh, he is retiring from in-ring work. He will not be uh, in the ring again. He says he has a defibrillator in his chest now. He doesn't think it'd be good, to, his words were, to be shocked on live television. Um, but he says he's going to continue to work in the office and really working on bringing on new stars and trying to build the next generation of WWE superstars, as they call them. Uh, we used to call them wrestlers when I was a kid. Um, so looking forward to that. I just wanted to say that because talk about that for a moment because Triple H is one of my favorites from the Attitude Era. He is someone that uh, I loved his performance. I loved his intensity. I loved the Motorhead music, the whole thing. You know, in my you know college years and in my post college years in my twenties, yeah, I was a big fan of Triple H. He was sort of the he was sort of the cool bad guy, and I really liked that. Um, I'm someone who doesn't root for all the you know, the, uh, the the sweet, nice guys. It's not who I root for in wrestling. So, um, you know, like I'll be rooting for Brock Lesnar, but I won't be rooting for the New Day anytime soon or any of those guys. Um, and then Triple H kind of embodied that kind of bad boy, you know, heel character. And I really enjoyed that. So congratulations, Triple H, on his retirement. I'm sorry to see it's for medical reasons, but at the same time, thanks for everything he's done and all the entertainment we've gotten for all these years. So, um I want to say thank you for you. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us today on the Coach Bono's podcast. I want to thank Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox for all you do behind the scenes. I'll be on the Jones Report this week on Thursday's release. We'll be talking NFL. I know we're going to talk some more to Sean Watson. We'll talk about some more of these trades and some free agency. There's still a lot of big names out there in free agency. And I know we'll be talking all about that. And we're going to break down more with Tyreek Hill trade about that as well with Tyler on Thursday. So check that out. You can check that anywhere. Everywhere you get our podcast, you can get the Jones Report and really all the reports, everything from the Studio Soapbox Network. So thank you for you, the listener. Don't forget to rate us and review us. Whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. So we'll see you on Friday on the Point Five Pod. Until then, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week. Remember, time tokens are non-refundable, and we'll see you on the Point Five. Take care.